Hello and welcome to Parent Toolbox. We are so excited that you have joined us today. And I have a special guest with us today. I'm so happy. Hi, Karen. Hi, Joanna. So this is Karen Blanchett, and she and I work together at Shiloh Terrace um, in the kids area. And I am so thankful to have Karen with us today because, Karen, not only are you a mom, but you are a grandma. I am. That's my proudest title. So will you um, just share with all of us a little bit about you and your family? Okay. Well, I have been at Shiloh for more years than I'm going to admit on air. And this has been my home. I was almost born here, but basically raised here um, and raised my family here. I have um, a wonderful son and, named Russell and a daughter, Lisa. And I have a terrific son-in-law, Jonathan. And the the proudest thing I am about is I have three granddaughters. Yes. And that I am just absolutely crazy about. That is truly a gift from God. And they are beautiful. So I have been, besides being at Shallow, I have also taught public school, taught elementary school for 27 years. Wow. But I am proudly retired now yes. and then working part-time in children's ministry. Here. And we love having you. Um, and so, weren't you at the same school the whole time? The whole time. time, which is so amazing to me that you were at that same school, fifth grade, right? Except for one year, I did third grade. Wow. Then back to fifth grade. It sounds like fifth grade was your Fifth grade was, was my third grade. I love the kids, but it was a year yeah. of knock-knock jokes. And so, I had to go back to fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, um, the reason that I wanted to um, have you here with us today, Karen, is not only is it just fun to visit um, and to talk about kids and what our kids and families are going through right now, but also um, I just want to hear more about your story. And I think that everybody would love to hear a little bit about your background and um, what happened to you and how you raised your kids. And so would you tell us um, a little bit about your husband and um, just your family? Yes. Um I was married back in March of 1980, so I know that dates me a little bit. Um, but um, and we had the, the two kids. I had a wonderful husband. It's not just my husband; he was literally my best friend. And we were a family that just we wanted to be together. We wanted to do things together. Mm -hmm. And we had extended family that we were involved with, and um, life was great. Yeah, I mean, life was great. We had no money, and God still blessed us, yeah. and we, life was really, really good. Um, our kids were raised here at church, and for a few years, I got to actually take them to the school that I taught at, so that was yeah. fun. I actually had my son in class with me for oh, social wow. studies, so we were a very involved family. Um, my husband and I, we actually met in college, okay. and... At Eastfield uh -huh. College here in wow. Mesquite, they um, and then we both graduated from the University of North Texas, uh -huh. and then I I did my master's, and that's where we got our bachelor's. I did my master's from Texas A&M Commerce. Now my kids, we've kept it in the family uh -huh. because my son has a bachelor's and master's from Texas A&M Commerce, uh -huh. where he now works. Yeah. And right. my daughter has a bachelor's and master's from the University of North Texas. Wow. So we've not yes. branched out much as a family. Yes. Um, so. That's awesome. And I'm very, very proud of my kids. Mm -hmm. Then in March of 
2006, um, middle of the night, about 2 a.m., um, strange noises woke me up, and my husband's heart stopped. Mm. And the doctor said it wasn't even a heart attack. His heart just stopped. He was not sick. We had this. We had no notice, and uh, he was just instantly gone. Wow! And uh, rocked our world tremendously. Um, and how old were Lisa and Russell at the time? Lisa was twenty, and Russell was twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. So that was we were married twenty-six years and wow. eight days. Wow! When that happened, and so you know your kids were older when they lost their father. However, it certainly didn't take away, you know, any less pain or, no. You know, but as, as older kids, I'm sure they, they handled it differently than they would have if they were elementary school age, for example. And can you talk about that grief yeah. process? Well, because we were just stunned that it happened. My son was actually home at the time. He was actually there watching me try to do CPR mm. and waiting to flight down the ambulance at night. But Lisa was away in Denton at school. And so after we made our trip to the hospital, we came back to my dad's house because I did not want to go home. Called in a sub for my classroom, went to my school and set up for the sub. Wow. And then my brother drove me to Denton and I had to wake my child up and tell her that her dad had died, mm. which is something... I don't want any parent to go mm -hmm. through. Um, and so, mm -hmm. but with my kids being older, um, I think the biggest thing is they wanted to take care of mom, but they are still my kids yeah. and I wanted to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a real just protection thing that we just did for each other. Um, but it's tough as a parent yeah. to see your kids hurt like that. Sure, um, They were devastated. They loved their dad, um, and they were just literally devastated. And to watch them have to step through planning a funeral. Yeah. Now, I guess in some ways we were prepared for some of that because just three years before, I'd lost my mother. And both of my kids were very, very, very close to their grandmother. So they had already stepped through that. So walking through planning a funeral and all that was not unknown. Mm -hmm. So that part was a little bit easier, but it's it's things like sitting down at the dinner table and his place is empty. Wow! Coming to church, dad's not there sitting with us. It's it's all those empty parts of your life. Mm -hmm. um, both kids, you know, Russell had just graduated the December before, and his dad was there for that. But his dad did not see him graduate with his master's degree. Mm -hmm. Um, Lisa got a dual degree, a bachelor's and master's in taxation at the same time. And dad was not there to see her graduate with that, with those two degrees. And then here at church is they got married. Well, my daughter gets married on my anniversary, my wedding wow. anniversary, got married in the same church as I did. Wow. These same wedding colors, because that was the image she'd always had as a little girl, was wow. looking through her wedding pictures. And dad's not there to walk her down the aisle. Yeah. And yeah, lots and lots of tears, lots of struggle through that. And it's, you know, trying to help your kids through that and not knowing because this is all new territory for us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Wow. Well, how how in that loss of, of their dad during that time, how how did it affect you know you as a mom, the family dynamic? Um, were they able to carry on and do those things, or did, did their world stop? Like, describe how they how they dealt with it. And and like you said, you know, you're a mom wanting to take care of your kids, but then your kids are really wanting to take care mm-hmm. of you. So, do do you believe that this time brought y'all closer together? And and what was that family dynamic like? It it did now. Both my kids are pretty hard-headed and stubborn in, in their own ways. <laughs> but um, Lisa missed a major project in school mm-hmm. to attend the funeral. And when she went back to school, she went back loaded with all the funeral information that we had on hand at the time. There was no death cert- certificate for about nine weeks mm-hmm. because an autopsy had to be performed. But the professor still gave her zero. Wow. It wouldn't let her make it up. That is and crazy. Like I said, she's hard-headed, and so she was determined, and she said the only way for her to get the grade that she needed, she would have to make a 93 on the final exam. Okay. And she came out with a 94. Wow. And she That's did awesome. it more to spite the professor because sure. she was so angry over it. Yeah. Um, and so there were all of those, all of those struggles yeah. that you have, and she loved to just irritate her father to no end. He would be wanting to go to bed at night. Of course, being a you know young adult, she wants to stay up later. And she'd love to stay in the doorway and sing and talk to him just to irritate him. And she knew she was doing it. Now, she, what she didn't know was she thought she was winning when she left. He was just dying laughing at her. Now, Russell, his struggle was that he, he started feeling that he was going to die in the same way his dad did. Mm-hmm. That he was going to have the same health issues. It made sense to him because it was his dad. He's the son. He's going to have it. So we started dealing with some just anxiety attacks or panic attacks with him. And, you know, I, and I know he's a reasonable young man. Mm-hmm. But in grief, sometimes you can't reason. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't accept reason. Because that fear, over, you know, just overcomes you. So I knew the only thing I could do is just talk him into going to the doctor and having a full physical exam. And the doctor was able to sit him down and talk to him and give him some tools without giving him drugs. Okay. Because we really wanted to avoid that. Yeah. Yes. Here's some things that you can do to help you sleep, to help you relax. And it worked. Okay. And it did. And yeah. once Russell was able to kind of get a handle on his grief, mm-hmm. To be able to move forward, um, this he did that, and it, but it worked. Um, for me, I think the hardest thing is just you're going to bed at night alone. You're going to church suddenly alone. We did as a couple. We did everything together, and suddenly we are. I'm doing everything alone. We went from two incomes to immediately one income yeah. with a child in college, and that is that's frightful. Uh-huh. Um, so I had all those burdens on me that. I always had him to share this with, mm-hmm. and suddenly I'm trying to figure it out on my own. Wow! And it is is frightening. It, it's it really is to step through that. Well, Karen, I know that. I mean, I can brag on you and say that you are an incredible mom, and you're probably even more of an incredible grandma. Well, we honest, do have more fun, to be honest. We do have more fun in the grandma realm. But 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 Lisa and Russell are two of 
the best people I know. They are responsible, they are successful in their different realms. And and of course, Lisa and Jonathan have three beautiful girls that I know you absolutely adore. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you, God gave you what you needed during those years. And yes, your kids were a little bit older, but grief is grief, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, in, in a, in a similar way, but in kind of a different way, we see a lot of grief happening today, don't we? Yes. We see a lot of grief with our kids. Um, if you're a grandparent with your grandkids, you know, kids today are struggling in so many ways. Parents are struggling. Yes. In a lot of ways, there are so many things in our world happening right now that are affecting us in a lot of different ways. Right. And, and so, you know, talking about the pandemic, talking about COVID and having to shut down pretty much everything, you know, here at our church, we've had to cancel everything Everything. with our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we were in the full throes of, of um, soccer, you know, planning that out for the season. Planning camp. Planning camp, Mm -hmm. beginning the process of planning VBS. And of course, all of our normal weekly things and everything. We hit the pause button. On everything. And so that has affected our kids and our families. Um, How do you see in regard to using the word grief? Can we use that word here in this situation that we find ourselves in? We can because grief is the sadness we experience due to a loss. Okay, It doesn't have to be the death of a person. I think we're grieving because we've lost our activities. And I realize that, no, I know that some people are going to find it offensive that we compare our activities to the loss of a person. And I know there's different degrees, but our kids, who I am so worried about, have gone from having everything, they're even over-involved so many times, to having absolutely nothing. And all they see is their immediate family at home. They're stuck at home. They don't understand what's going on. I mean, come on, most of us as adults don't understand what's going on, really. Exactly. These kids don't. And these kids are hurting. And I'm worried about these kids. I really am. So, you know, what can we do with that worry? Like, what, what comes to mind for you that we as a church, we as a kids ministry, we as... Um, Christians, you know, moms and dads and, and parents, what can, what advice would you give? You know, you're a mom, you're a grandma and you're a kids ministry leader. I mean, you work here at our church in our ministry. What, what can we do um, for our parents, for our kids? What do they need to know maybe that would be helpful um, for them as they're going through this right now? Number one thing we need to do, we need to pray. Yes. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for our parents. We need to pray for our church, our community. We need to be on our knees and we need to pray. Yeah. Our kids, especially in the course, and that's always been my focus in my career, need to be lifted up in prayer Absolutely. continuously. Um, I'd say probably the number one thing that other than praying for our children, we need to listen to them. Yeah. I think as parents that we try to we, do, we want to decide how our kids think and feel and what they do. And mm-hmm. we want to be in control as parents because we know it's best for our kids. And in a big way, yes. But in this way, I think we need to just stop and listen. Our kids are scared about what has gone on. They are confused about what's going on. Yeah. And 
they do not, they may not even know how to verbalize it. It, but listen to them when they're talking. Mm -hmm. um, listen to what they have to say instead of putting our ideas into their heads. Listen to them. And then also just understand if your kids are acting out at home and suddenly, you know, you think the teacher deserves a pay raise and all this because this is what she puts up with 20 plus kids every day. But just have to realize a lot of this acting out is fear and confusion yes. from our children. That's why they're doing it. Yes. Um, I would also say that now that things are starting to open up, mm -hmm. that get your kids out of the house. Yeah. Get them out. Go on walks. Safely take them to stores. You can get masks. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things you can do. Um, but get the kids back out. Start, start just introducing them to the rest of the world again. Get them back into church. Most of our churches are only opening up for worship services, and that's it. Get the kids in there. And don't worry about how you may or may not think they may behave during that time. Get them there. They need to get back involved with people. God created us in a manner to be with people, yes. not to be stuck at home yes. alone. And so let's get out and let's start re-involving ourselves. We can still do it very cautiously. Mm -hmm. Churches have gone to great lengths to make sure that this is happening. Including ours. Including ours. Yes. And so get these kids back and involved, back involved with their grandparents. Yes. You know, that's very, very important. And that's a two-way street. It helps the grandparents and them. It is. Yes. Senior yeah. adults need to be back involved with people. Yeah. My, when the first time I saw my granddaughter after several weeks, the eight-year-old granddaughter literally jumped into my arms. Yeah. She was so excited. Well, to see when, me. when you're used to seeing someone, yes, all the time, almost on a daily basis, mm -hmm. if not several times a week, right. it is such a shock. Yes, and it's depressing. I mean, we need one another. We, we do, like you just said, we were made for community. Yes, not and not just with our own family. Sometimes we need a break from our own family. We do. We yes, we do. <laughs> we we love coming to work because we're not with our families at this moment. But we do need to, we, we do need that community with other people. And so go ahead and carefully get out, but continue to listen to what your kids are saying and let them talk to you, yeah. be available to them. That's excellent. That is awesome. Well, one last question um, as we close, um, you know, you are a very joyful person. You know, when I when I hang around you, you you make me smile. You make me laugh. Um, you're great, and and I know that you have always been that way because that is your personality. And you just hired a new same person to work with you. That's why I love it. I mean, you make working here an absolute joy. And the question I have for you is is talk about. Yes, I know your grandkids bring you joy, and I know being with other people, you know, that kind of thing. But but how do you maintain your joy, even through the struggles, even through all the things you've been through in your life? And you're here today, and you're able to, to you know, exude joy. Well, number one, God has carried me through all of this. Amen. We have been on a journey together. At no point was I alone. Mm -hmm. There were some very confusing times mm -hmm. during when that grief just about took me down. But they talk about hindsight being 2020. I can look back and see God literally carried me through mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. And if God loves me enough to carry me, not just me, but my children mm -hmm. through that, yeah, 
And now, does grief still hit? Yeah, there are times. His birthday, our anniversary, there, there are times that it's still just, I mean, just smacks you in the face. But then I can move forward from it. And if God loves me enough to literally carry me through this, yeah. then he's got something bigger and better for me on the other side. And realizing that, and I even told my kids this, God is going to see us through this. Mm-hmm. We will have happier days. We just have to get through it. Yeah. And so now he's given me a wonderful son-in-law. He's given me a son that has a terrific career. Mm-hmm. And I have three of the most wonderful grandchildren. Yes, and he's blessed me with this job that I do love. Yeah. I do love coming here. That if he is, he keeps blessing me. Joy comes easy when you're doing with God. Amen. What a great word, Miss Karen. Thank you for sharing today your heart. Um, I hope that you have been encouraged today um, to know that um, you are not alone, no matter what grief um, may come into your life, um, because we know that we do not live in a perfect world yet until Jesus returns. But um, I hope that it has made sense to you and encouraged your heart today as a parent. Thank you, Karen, for sharing about your family and just, you know, your wisdom. You are a wise woman. (laughs) And I thank you for your time. So until next time, um, have a great day and go with God.